Hi, welcome to Ghostman Radio Station. And today night, my guest is Art Geyser. Geyser, sorry, and he has a, got a very unique background, and he's going to tell me a little bit about it. So, Art, tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do. So, um, I, I like to say to people that I I do woo woo without the woo woo. So I have a background. Um, since I was little, I was always interested in science, but also in the powers of the unconscious mind and telepathy and ESP. And I actually was a medical researcher for years. And then in the early 80s, I discovered NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Uh, and if people haven't heard of that, they've heard of the most famous person in our field, who is Tony Robbins. And you know, he has his own way of doing things and the whole rah-rah. But the, core of his power to change people's lives comes from NLP, and um, I've been a trainer in that since 85, and but early on I realized when I combine that with spiritual principles and healing and transformative energy work, uh, particularly remote energy work, um, that there are already incredible results we get through NLP got even better, so I created what I call energetic NLP, where I bring together some of the best of NLP spiritual principles that's interesting now um, um, here's one of the first questions what is energetic NLP and quick methods Gifting you and your listeners with real time on air healings, how does that happen? I mean, because it, it's, um, is it like a bit like being a, a psychic medium or not? Am I just going left to field?
But I used to do martial arts, and a lot of martial arts is based on energy, from, you know, driving energy from the ground, or driving it through the body through to extend the power. So it's, it's, and I also know that years ago, I think the Russians and the Americans were looking into psychic power and how to develop for not the right reasons, let's say. Well, the, the Russians did quite a bit, even uh, much more than we did. And uh, in fact, years ago, I worked with some Russian scientists who moved to the U.S. I had spoken at a conference, and I, at that conference, I was just speaking about NLP. I wasn't even speaking about the energy work. And this woman waited until everybody was gone, and she had a thick Russian accent. And she went, you know anything about subtle energy? And I went, yes, why? And she goes, well, you were using it during your talk. And I went, Yes, and they turned out her husband was a scientist from the Soviet Union who moved to the U.S. by these energy machines that were incredibly powerful. Um, you can dial in different frequencies. They had different effects on people. So there is uh, a lot more scientific evidence than people think, but a lot of it gets suppressed. Either because the you know, military government wants to use it, or uh, the problem in, in like scientific journals is It's a bit like religion, isn't it? Because when you think about it, we every religion you know uses a form of prayer as such. And prayer is like our thoughts going out to a being or someone that we love or someone we know is in, in danger or needs our energy. And sometimes people say, oh, thank you for that. I felt that today. And you're thinking, now... I know some people are going to say perhaps it's a placebo effect because there is that effect, as you know. It can happen. But I think it has to be a two-way sword. If you're willing to listen and you're willing to think, yeah, perhaps this will work, I think it's more likely to work whatever you do than if someone's going to be totally cynical about it. Do you disagree with that? Uh, I, I agree with oh with most of it. Um, and I love that you use prayer as an example because you know, some very conservative people go, I don't believe in energy work, but they'll pray for somebody. Now, you know, they believe that's going through God, but they're still believing that there are invisible forces at work. And in terms of the placebo effect, when you do that kind of work, people don't know ahead of time. So uh, actually somebody in the UK once heard someone was having a lot of trouble in school. And one of my sponsors who sponsored my programs in London um, he said to her, like, well, you know, I'll ask Art to work on your son if, if you want, you know, if you're open to it. And I actually have a video testimony on this, and, and the woman's going, yeah, you know, she thought it was kind of wacky, but why not? And she didn't tell the son, and we didn't tell her when I was going to do it. And she forgot about it. So I did work on the son, and then later, uh, the woman recommended me, <coughs> and she goes, I'll make up a name, you know, how is that Alan doing in school? And she goes, oh, he's doing incredibly better, and he's adjusted. And she goes, when did 
I just thought it'd be important to put that in because there will be people who may question that. I think it's, yeah. Fair enough. Um, share a system for personal transformation to help you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Cool, that's quite a question, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, the question was what again? Share a system for personal transformation to help you mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I, I believe that energetic energy works on all those levels. And I always like to put the caveat on, because I was a researcher for the University of California, that I can't prove the physical part. I mean, I hear, you know, I have plenty of people telling me they made a difference physically, but I don't have scientific studies. But we believe the work, we know it works emotionally, we know it works unconsciously, we know it works consciously, because that's easy to, to validate. Um, and we know nowadays that even if you just work on those levels, it affects you physically. When I was a medical researcher, I did that like from 74 to about 85. And it was funny, there were still doctors back then. A lot of them thought differently, but there were still a lot of doctors who didn't believe emotions and didn't think it was health. And I go, people have known for thousands of years that emotions affect your health. It's like, how can you? So, you know, it's so obvious we see it in people all the time. And um, of course now medicine recognizes it as being a very powerful factor. Um, but I believe that energetic being works with people on all of those levels. I, I think so as well. As I said before, I think there's lots of things out there that we're tapping into more now. I think more, I think pre-pandemic we were sort of half interested. And now we've had the pandemic and people have gone, oh, is that really my life? Is that all there is to it? And then suddenly we've gone, well, actually, I don't want to do that life anymore. I want to see what I can really do with my life. What can I put back in it? What can I do to help? Even if it's the most smallest of things. I'm a great believer it doesn't have to be the most gigantic, you know, thing possible but like you say you start small it's amazing as you said you can develop like this program you developed it from like nothing to what it is now well and and anybody you know there used to be this whole thing that like oh only a few people had these magical abilities it turns out everybody has the abilities and what you said about starting small i mean uh that is so important. Uh, some years ago now, but remember a colleague of mine is really a very wise person. One time he goes, Art, you know, you discount anything that these small changes. 
and you go, you should be so much further along like you're always like looking for the big change and you're not appreciating the little changes which would have added up to something much bigger by now and i remember when he said that i you know i, I could feel the truth of it so what you just said i, I just want to emphasize it for the listeners for those of us that are always looking for the big change it, it's like an investment um uh, you know there's people that invested smartly when they were very young and just went for little changes and, you know now they're multimillionaires you know and other people were like trying to make a fortune on the stock market in three months you know and crashed and burned so i think you burn out quicker that way as well i think if you went expectations are too high sometimes you can let yourself down more than the people that you let down oh again that's something i really emphasize in my programs now too is that uh in in nlp we would call it evidence of progress so people can get so focused on the big goal that they they don't appreciate all the little evidence of progress so we do a a lot of work on it because um you know, as you're saying, it's just so important when you, and the other thing, you just, you get burned out. If It's like people writing a book, they'll get started and they go, oh my God, I got another 200 pages to write, rather than going, oh, I wrote 10, you know, and prolific writers are the ones going, oh, I wrote 10, oh, I wrote 11, oh, I wrote 12. Yeah. Yeah, You've got to do it, in, I've, I've found out, if I do things I like to do, I put more effort into it, and if I do things I don't, really want to do I just think well why do it because you're not going to put any effort in it and it's just counterproductive well it's funny because last weekend I taught a workshop online on resilience inner strength and joyful motivation and the whole idea of it was just exactly what you're saying the more you can validate for yourself all these little steps of progress the more you're just naturally validated and you know it's why people get addicted to the internet and video games they get lots of little wins along the way and it actually should motivate it and you know somebody can do the um that's what was in it then they tell me you know when somebody watches three years of a netflix show you know in one weekend because you know they're just they're getting all these um dopamine hits and enjoyment so that they're naturally motivated and we can apply that to everything in our life Do you think it's important to accept that sometimes you're going to have a negative fault?
That's why I think it's it's important to keep books and films and that exactly as they were made. Because I think, you know, we might not like the subject. There's lots of subjects, let's like, say slavery, but well, take slavery as an argument. We don't, nobody's going to like the subject. But it's something, I don't think we should ignore it. I don't think we should cut it out either. I don't think we should cut it out of a book because it might upset somebody. Because you never learn. Because that's what Hitler tried to do virtually, isn't it? Take yeah. thinkers out. I know that's probably an extreme example, but it's, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I so agree. And, um, and it, it's a battle going on in the US now where people don't, not some people, not most people, don't want the truth about things like slavery or, or when the U.S. hasn't been the good guy, like with our Native Americans, um, you know, and, and a lot of us say, and they go, well, you're attacking America, and we'll go, you know, looking honestly at our history is not attacking America, it's learning from it. And, and you know, and the United States has done a lot of incredibly wonderful things and some really terrible things like every other country. And in fact, I, I used to go to Brazil a lot to a spiritual center, and it was out in rural Brazil, and all of a sudden it was like I was rich. You know, you can have the housekeeper and the cook, or I'm the same person. But um, I remember telling a friend, like, I now understand why, uh, you know, the British had trouble giving up the empire, because Washington to live really well. And, you know, and, and even in the movie Gandhi, I don't know if you ever saw it, um, which supposedly they tried to make pretty accurate, and he was talking to the head of India, um, I forget the title, Governor General or something, and in, in the movie he says to him, he goes, I understand why you don't want to leave India. I, I do, I understand it. You need to understand that you're going to have to leave. <laughs> and, and it was just such a beautiful moment because he's going, oh, you're not evil, you know, like you're evil and you're bad suppressing it. He's able to go, I get it. You get rich off of us and you need to live well. But of course you want Yeah, as I say, as I say, I, I, I honestly think these, these subjects are worth looking into, and anything that helps people in whatever way to cope with the, what they're going through or life as a general source, I think is worth at least listening to. I think, like you say, like you said, some people go, "Oh no, I'm not listening to that. That bloke's as mad as a box of frogs." Well, and, and it's funny because, I mean, there's elements of what I do now that when I first heard about him, because, again, I'm a scientist, and it was kind of like, oh, please, you know. But, um, but in terms of working with ourselves and with other people, there's so much potential that we don't get into because in, it used to be people would just think of it as all being conscious and willpower, and then they went, oh, you've got an unconscious mind that's got all this programming, and it, you know, and it, if you work with that, you open up more of your potential and you change the whole way you approach the world and your behaviors and your emotions. And then in energetic NLP we go, it's not just unconscious programming, you literally have energetic programming. And starting it when you were in the womb, your parents didn't know it, but they were programming you energetically. And they were your parents are programmed to do that. And, and that's not a bad thing. Every child needs to start learning about whatever family and culture they were born into. 
Now tell me, have you got any books that are out that people may want to look at? It's, it's nice to get. I think in this world, if you give a bit back free, I think people relate more back to you. I mean, I mean, everybody likes to make a bit of money. Of course, we do. I mean, we're only human at the end of the day. But it's not all about the money. No, I, I literally have hundreds of free energetic and energy sessions either on Facebook or YouTube. So um, uh, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, we need to make money and. Um, yeah, sometimes people go, well, I don't believe in making money off of helping people. And I go, well, you know, there were societies where if you did that, everybody fed you and took care of you. <laughs> we don't live in those societies. I certainly, you know, we don't even have health care here in the U.S. So um, um, uh, I like the idea of people being able to do good work and make money. You know, I always say that if Mother Teresa had figured out a way to make money feeding the poor, they would have been Teresa's all over the Have you got a website at the moment, or are you in the process of...
Oh, cool. I've, I think we. I think I would recommend people to go to that. Or at least if there's a video out later on of it, probably somewhere, watch it. But. Well, thank you. I've I've enjoyed this conversation. I've I've like I like to learn things. I like I like a debate as well. I think I like I like I like to keep it a friendly debate, not the where some shows would go for your throat and they would challenge you outright. Oh, you do do do. And I'm thinking, well, no, actually, listen to the man because if you don't know what they're talking about, you can't criticize it. No, I, well, I'm the same way. I, I love like a you know, a, a conversation where you really, you don't have to agree, but you're curious about one another. And, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I was listening to some of your shows. I love the mixture of things you do in your shows and the old Twilight Zones. I was, that's my childhood, so I really love it. Well, yeah, I, 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 I get that from a script site. It's all from transcripts. I just like doing them because, as, as I say, I've not, it's just a bit of fun and, and I think like other people like them as well. So. Well, for, for me, part of what's fun about it is when I was young, my father and I would watch the Twilight Zone together, and often he'd be able to figure out what was going to happen, and he'd go, he'd tell me, and then when it would happen, I'd, I'd always go, "How did you know that?" But it it taught me to think of things in a different way. Like it's like, okay, there was something that let him know what was going to happen. What was it? And he'd go, it actually helped me with all my NLP work and with people is looking for what are the clues and indications that, that show you what's really going on. And so, um, so Twilight Zone is, is very fond memory for me, so I, I love that you do those. Okay. Right, uh, uh, I shall leave you to do your rest of your day. I hope your trip to the UK goes well. hope it's dry Thank for you. That's the main thing. Well, except for me, you know, when I teach a workshop, I hate it if the weather's good, because then everybody's like, can we go outside? So, it's fine with me if it rains, but I'm there. It should be all right. It's, it's, not, it's not too bad, London. I imagine you've been there before. It's... Oh, I, I used to go five times a year to teach energetic NLP, so it's a home away from home for me. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not as bad as people portray it. No, and, and I get, you know, friends of mine live in the area and uh, sometimes I, I go down to Avebury and places like that where there's amazing energies. Highly recommend any if you've never been to Avebury. It's not too far from Stonehenge. But not not as crowded and Well yeah, well Stonehenge is a bit it's become a bit of a too touristy in one way. Yeah. So a few years ago we went and um, it was like pouring rain. Best time to go because we, you know, we, we had all our rain gear, and it's like just pouring rain, so nobody was there. And we had so much fun. <laughs> you can, they reckon you can actually, when you touch the stones, you can feel energy, don't they? They reckon you can feel oh. the energy transferring through you a little bit. Yeah. You don't even have to touch them, just be near them and, and, and your mind connected. I take people... Uh, I haven't done Stonehenge because it's so crowded, but I take people to places like Avery and teach them how to work with the, the energies and the stones. Because, you know, however they did it back then, they're, they're powerful. They're really 
Well, oh, uh, the the caveman brain is still there, but we've forgotten what we did. I think the caveman had more intelligence than we ever credited him for, or is more in tune with the paranormal or the phys- metaphysical or, than we were, because they didn't have to... The worries we have now, we have too much science, too much knowledge now. Yeah, you know, I'm not questioning science, but we have too much of it now. Yeah. No, I'm with you. There's a lot of like primitive cultures where they, uh, you know, worked with energy. They 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 knew it was real. You know, it was like it wasn't a, a weird thing to them. And with Native Americans, but a lot of the native cultures, and they've even recently found out that the Neanderthals were a lot smarter and had a, a much more of a of a civilization than we ever thought. You know, they weren't just like... <laughs> no, no, I, I've never believed that. Right, Art, thank you for your day. I shall say that then bit there.